to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to uh, the Lead Generation podcast, uh, podcast where we discuss interesting topics and issues for B2B marketeers. And today we have a very interesting guest with us, Nicholas Mangold, who is a product marketing specialist at Sharpswing, one of the most interesting marketing automation software companies in the MarTech scene today. Hello, Nicholas, and welcome. Good morning, uh, Jacob. Nice to be here with you today. So good to have you on the podcast here. Let us, uh, could you let us know a little bit about you and your background, Nicholas, and what brought you into the marketing automation world? Totally. So um, I um, got my master's here in um, Florida, uh, actually right near where Sharp Spring is located. Um, it was a stone throw away when I first started, but now we've moved across town. Um, and getting my master's, I got it in global communications and digital strategy. And I, at the same time, I actually started um, employment here. Um, and luckily enough, this is a uh, digital strategy right um, based platform. And I have been here now for going on uh, two and a half years. And I originally started off as an account manager um, on our international accounts, um, primarily the APAC region. So Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, that kind of thing. Um, and from that, I, um, I must have proved my salt. And uh, I actually came onto our product marketing team when we created it about a year ago. Um, and our team is tasked with doing things around defining how best to use our platform, how to talk about it, um, you know, how each piece kind of molds together and kind of making sure that all of our materials from marketing down to sales and to account management, everyone is on the same page and we all know how everything works. Um, and so I have been doing that now for about a year and a half and, um, you know, really loving that and kind of diving into expanding our clients' knowledge and expanding our internal knowledge all around marketing automation and the, the benefits of that. Okay, that's... Uh interesting journey you're on there and uh, glad to hear you're based in florida compared to sweden yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a little warmer uh, please yeah <laughs> and i must say um uh, for listeners uh, who don't know it i'm the managing director of bright vision and uh, should also inform you that we're working with uh, as an agency working with sharp spring so we have a professional relationship with uh, with you and know a bit about your platforms as well as other platforms, of course. But I think SharpSpring stands out because you're one of the fastest growing marketing automation systems right now in the, in the landscape of marketing automation. Could you just give us a little brief background to the company SharpSpring and what differentiates you from the other bigger companies that you're you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that are in the same market. Yeah. Um, so uh, SharpSpring came around um, about seven years ago. We were originally um, multiple companies um, and then we conglomerated ourselves and um, have become this now um, uh, behemoth of what we are. Um, we have come onto the scene in an effort to 
help agencies expand their ability to offer um, tools like marketing automation and um, CRMs. And um, now we're even in the digital advertising landscape um, with our newest company acquisition. Um, and we um, define ourselves differently from HubSpot, Salesforce, Pardot, um, you know, um, any of those campaign monitor, any of those because of the fact that we are so agency focused um, and we um, leverage that relationship with agencies like Bright Vision um, in order to expand the enterprise level software into small to medium size and, and enterprise business as well. Um, but focusing on trying to give the same power uh, that you could have with Pardot or HubSpot um, at a, a fraction of what it it would cost an arm and a leg there, um, as well as, you know, offering those same value points and the same abilities. Um, that way, you know, we believe that pretty much any business can benefit from implementing marketing automation into their systems. And we're just trying to kind of motivate and move into the future in that way. Yeah. And that gives you an interesting uh, first row seat in the overviewing the landscape of marketing automation and all the development efforts that's going on both at your company as well as at HubSpot and Marketo and Pardot and all the other established players you're uh, competing with. So could you give us a little bit of what you think are the most uh, recent trends or things to watch in this space today as a B2B marketeer? Oh gosh, yes. Um, I mean, there's there's lots of things um, to watch in this industry. I think um, in in our aspect, um, a lot more companies today than when we originally started have moved on to marketing automation platforms, um, and a lot of companies at the same time are realizing um, the original, if you will, HubSpot's been around for a long time. Um, Salesforce is the the original. Um, if you will, in, in kind of the CRM and um, SaaS uh, landscape. Um, and we've seen a lot of companies um, popping up to kind of expand that market um, and build relationships that they may not have. Um, this, what was originally reserved for enterprise level clients is now being brought not just by us, but by other, our, some of our other competitors as well um, into a more cost-effective manner. Um, the biggest thing across the board for all of us in ways that we've kind of been going into is um, building um, AI relationships and, and advancing our automation engines has been huge um, and kind of that landscape has been one that a lot of our competitors as well as ourselves are entirely looking into and that's going to be the next wave of automation is getting into um, having it run by a, an AI versus having it 100% pre-built like by a person like we do today and getting into some of those results and what's going to happen. Um, and that's kind of come about too with the change in um, how people search things with the rise of Alexa and uh, Google Home and all of those kind of things. People now search for things and do things differently um, and marketing automation software in that realm is actually trying to move in that same direction. Um, so that's been, been a huge thing in the most recent years that we've kind of seen and um, I think that's going to be what comes next um, for a lot of these businesses. Interesting. So great to hear. I think we should a little bit start out and focus on companies that have not yet built their 
perfected marketing automation system and processes around that since I know a big chunk of the market uh, is still not there and yeah. a big chunk have of course implemented it and, and are driving their marketing efforts really automated and so on but for those companies that are still thinking about what is this and where should we start out and it's so many systems it's so many things to think about when starting out and in, uh, researching and investigating what to do when mm -hmm. to set up and uh, becoming a marketing automation driven process and, and lead generation process. So what would you say as a recommendation to companies in the initial stages of this journey? What should they think about and where should they start? Yeah, so in my experience, having worked with a lot of companies in this, um, a lot of diverse different companies, um, that are looking to implement marketing automation, as well as, you know, a lot of companies of varying skill sets, some who have been doing marketing automation since, um, you know, Oracle in 1992, and other companies that have been just now, you know, they've never even heard of the word of marketing automation until, you know, three days ago when they decided to come on our platform. Um, and a lot of these people have the same kind of problems, no matter their skill set, where they come from. And that is, you know, getting started and what's kind of comes next. And what I often kind of sit them down and say, all right, these are some of the rules and things to consider, but within those rules, let's talk about what you're already doing and what we can accomplish with that. Um, so looking at what you do now, your processes and things like that, and discovering ways you can automate that is the first step. Um, you know, you, you bring your contacts on, um, you get, you know, you're tracking all that kind of stuff set up. So you're making sure everything's good there. But the next step um, is to, really dive into, okay, this is what we do now. Someone fills out a form and, you know, Sarah, um, she sends them an email and says, thanks for filling out a form. We can't wait for you to come to our event or whatever that might be. Um, and they have some small little engines, but building ways you can say, okay, now that we've sent this email, what comes next? And crafting some of those initial gateways is, is kind of the best way to think about it. Okay, what can I already do? And by doing that, that takes some of the pressure that you already have on your team on yourself, on you know, um, your your clients for any of that, and allows you to remove that and then focus on expanding that skill set. So, um, you know, getting the minor little hiding things kind of set up, and then going from there, um, it's kind of the best way to think about it. Okay, I'm I'm here, like take one little step and kind of keep going. And that is a hard thing to think about when you're first coming on to something as cool as marketing automation. You want to dive headfirst and build 15 drip series and send thousands of emails and you know, you're, you're ready to, to shoot from the hip, but really to be able to do that, you have to take those baby steps and just kind of go, okay, I'm sending one email right now. I'm sending these little things uh, and kind of getting into that because that allows you as a person who is new to marketing automation to kind of, experiment and learn what's going on and see, okay, this is how this works. This is how that works and kind of learn from there. So that's been one of the hugest things. And just as a general word of wisdom that I've given to my clients and seen them succeed by thinking simply and then, you know, moving from there. Yeah. So starting out small and working in an iterative way mm -hmm. is, is a good way to proceed then. I think right, that's, yeah, yeah I, I like that approach rather than going for the big, bang launch where everything should be set up and working from day one definitely agree yeah. with you there it's so a, it's, it's yeah. definitely a learning experience for sure yeah so you know it's every day you're gonna learn something new and you're gonna kind of see um 
you know, okay, the, this didn't work and that's going to allow you to kind of, you know, transition from that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, from a marketing perspective, what should you think about when you're evaluating what platform to go with? What do you see when discussing with clients, what questions they have and what are the most important things to think about if you should go with your platform, uh, Sharpspring or HubSpot or what, what are the key uh, decision points? That's a great question. I mean, there's a lot of things I've, as always, you know, to consider, um, I mean, to, to, other than just cost. Um, and I think the thing that I, I personally that I, I would view is kind of usability. Um, that is probably the next best thing. Um, I mean, no matter um, how much you pay, if you if the system's hard to learn or hard to use or um, difficult to get your team trained on or just has one too many things that just make your scratch your head a little too often and you know you're gonna burn a head, you know hole through your head scratching that much you know you should probably um, go okay what can I learn what can I what 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 feels right when I look at it what looks logical to me I mean at the end of the day all of us have built our platform and relatively there are a lot of things that we all have similar um, and can do relatively the same things maybe in different ways and but each of us have been built with a certain logic in our own head and sometimes one logic will make more sense than another to you or one thing will make more sense than the other so i think a, a big thing is okay let me play with it for you know a couple weeks all right so this makes sense to me this platform doesn't make sense to me um those are huge things another big thing um to consider there as well is um what is your biggest need are you um, a more CRM focused business? Do you have more of a heavy sales hand and a longer sales cycle? Um, do you need that CRM? Because there's a lot of software companies in our you know, our, our landscape that don't have necessarily a CRM or a fully functioning CRM. Um, and so maybe if you're a marketing focus and you don't really care about having that, um, you can move onto a platform like that and just focus on sending emails and kind of the marketing side. Um, we here at SharpSpring are a big fan of having that united landscape um, from marketing to sales. Um, that is the biggest thing for us um, when it comes to you know selling SharpSpring is that your teams will be united. You're not going to um, fumble a handoff of a lead from marketing to sales. Um, it's going to keep it more streamlined, keep all of your data points in one spot. Um, and a lot of the things we hope to add and we continue to add to our platform, we ask ourselves that question, would this be better um, you know, as a standalone tool as, as added on, or would it be better, um, you know, combined with all our other tools? If it's not better combined with our tools, we tend to scrap it because we say, okay, you know, that's something that necessarily it doesn't add value to having it all in one spot. And that is the, the hardest thing um, for a lot of platforms is, um, you know, is that, is that you have a more skill set in one area than the next. So, um, you know, what matters most to you? Um, you know, in regards to that software, what, what kind of sales cycle do you have? What kind of marketing cycle? And do you need those tools to fit together or are they better separate? Is also another good thing to consider. Yeah, that's perfect to know. Uh, and I agree there. Yeah, but those things are really important to think about. Let's go down that path a little bit around alignment between sales and marketing. I think that is a, a huge trend we've seen the last years that continue mm -hmm. to grows and get momentum that we can align and, and work even tighter between sales marketing and I, I think definitely that's one part uh, 
where the system comes in and also should support that. So I know you have worked on that, as you said, uh, to integrate. First, you had a smaller CRM version integrated, but then this uh, product category of sales engagement system came in. And I know you have also built out some capabilities in that area as well uh, over the last year. Yeah. So we've, um, you know, uh, originally when we started off, we were a marketing automation platform. Like I mentioned, there were platforms that are just lean one way or another, and we had leaned one way. Um, and we saw in the trends of the last, you know, five-ish years, um, that necessarily isn't, um, isn't all we can be. We can be more than that. And that is a, a, a hole that needs to be filled really with a lot of our clients. And so we've expanded our CRM and our sales capabilities. Um, I mean, drastically in 2019, actually, we've added, um, we've got a sales optimizer so you can automate things in your sales cycle that you may not have before. You can, um, we have now added sales dialer so you can place calls to the platform and all those calls will automatically log. Um, we've created task managers um, and reports on that so you can um, create a unified sales process for your whole team. That way, you know, all of us who work in business know how hard it is to get salespeople to do any sort of process um, and, you know, creating tasks and things like that to make sure, okay, they've completed these things. These touch points are met. You know, this is all good. You know, just making sure that everything's kind of, um, you know, streamlined together in that way. Um, has been, you know, extremely, extremely essential for a lot of our businesses. And so we've expanded that market and can now say, you know, we, we are an end-to-end marketing um, to sales uh, software. Um, and I think this transition has come entirely because of the transition of um, information. Um, you know, the internet has allowed um, customers to hold, uh, to gather a lot of information that they traditionally, you know, in a uh, non-internet environment, you necessarily couldn't have, you can't look at reviews, you can't ask questions, you know, you kind of go in, you talk to the sales guy, um, and you go home, whether, you know, you either bought the vacuum or didn't, um, you know, that kind of thing, and the marketing drove you to the store, but at the end of the day, it was the salesperson who, you know, made you really want to buy that, and that's kind of transition, um, and so we've had a transition in our software in the same kind of way, you know, making sure marketing and sales are aligned, um, and so that message is, is unified from the moment you go on the website to the time you're on the call with the sales guy and you know asking those final questions. Yeah, so that's really interesting and uh, and the driving force around a lot of uh, martech adoption today, I think. And one question that often comes up when we talk to clients around marketing automation system is that it's easy for a company to maybe get stuck in their utilization of a marketing automation tool since. Mm-hmm marketing automation tool have so many things you can do in it and uh, it's easy to or it's 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 an easy mistake to do that not utilize the system uh, so what are your experiences around that that when when companies say yeah it's it's become an expensive email software yeah <laughs> <laughs> how, how can you help clients not to get stuck in the implementation process and not only do what they started out to do yeah so you know this is this is a big challenge for for anyone and whether you're experienced or not i I mentioned earlier you know we have lots of clients from different backgrounds and um you know oftentimes as just people who you know come in and do their work and go home we get stuck in being in the repetitiveness and making sure we are 
hitting our status quo of what we've been doing. And we've been less, um, oftentimes we just get less into the weeds on some of the things that we may have wanted to or may have feel like we would like to, but we don't have the time or don't have the resources. And that's just a big, you know, mental challenge right there in the moment. And looking at a software that has, you know, a hundred buttons and has all these different bells and whistles and things I know I can toggle on and off and watch move um, is overwhelming. Um, and what I have found to be essential um, is kind of what I mentioned earlier, you know, starting small. Okay. So, and you know, these companies that are on here and are already sending emails and are doing things. Okay. You're already sending emails, but do you AB test your emails? Do you know if your, your subject line is, you know, is that performing good or could it be better? Um, and I think, one way I've, I've been writing an ebook and one of the lines that I've kind of come up with is, you know, marketing automation is not just about, um, you know, turning it on and um, saving yourself time. It's about creating more time for you to focus on the things that require a human touch. Um, you know, it's about you getting in and say, okay, well, I've built these emails. How can I personalize them better? How can I track um, all my marketing efforts um, and depending upon what you do, there's different ways I would kind of suggest you could go to build your 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 instance or your platform to be better. Um, the biggest thing in my experience for any marketer, client, anything, is making sure you're tracking your campaigns. So we, we call them campaigns in SharpSpring. Um, you can define them as like your lead gen efforts. Um, so tracking, you know, all of your... Um, all of your uh, Facebook ads, all of your Google ads, your, um, your events that you host or go to, um, anything that you're doing to help gain more leads, creating ways to track those efforts from the moment you've gained those leads and to selling. Um, you know, so till that closed one, till you're, you're, you know, they've purchased your service product, whatever that is, making sure that you're doing that is one of the biggest things because that's going to allow you to better your efforts because you'll know, okay, this um, event that we did, it performed really well. Um, so let's delve more money next year into the events or, um, you know, Facebook really doesn't appeal to our market. Um, we don't really get that much activity. Do we need to optimize our Facebook or is that just not a, a thing we need to go to? Um, and I think that's been, that's one of the biggest pitfalls I've seen a lot of companies make is they get on, they send emails, they're getting clients, they're getting customers, but they, um, you know, fail to kind of track all of their efforts and look at that ROI and kind of evaluate your business on that. So um, that across the board tends to be most of the biggest pitfalls, because if you don't know what you've done and what's worked and what's not, how are you going to improve and kind of expand? So that's been one of the biggest things I, I anytime I want to call an assistant client, I, it's kind of my first question is, okay, are we doing these things? Are you guys working on this? If you're not, let's dive into that. And if you are doing that, you know, you know go from there. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's so interesting to hear. I agree to follow there. So uh, I was also thinking about um, what do you think are the least used uh, functions that, that a typical marketing automation client should take as the next step? I know, for example, lead scoring is one area that is it's it's great, but it's maybe it's hard to configure in the right way. Uh, is that an area you see where a lot of more companies could do better, or do you see any more low-hanging fruits, so to say? Yeah, I so um, yes and yes and no. I think um, there are certain companies who have 
killed lead scoring and they get it and it's it's their bread and butter and they you know they eat it up breakfast lunch and dinner um, but that is for a majority of our companies that could be something that's considered a pitfall and i think that goes back to a concept that setting it up one time and you're done is is what it should be like and that's how marketing automation kind of often is looked at as a whole and that's something that that i'm working tirelessly to kind of transition is that it's a set up evaluate try again um, and that's all of marketing, right? I mean, if you just take a general marketing class, you know, okay, you know, we're just going to try things, see what works. And if it doesn't work, we reevaluate and try again. Um, and if it does work, we go, great. Okay, let's try something different again. So um, lead scoring is something that same way. So for those of us who don't know what lead scoring is, it allows us to quantify and qualify our leads. Um, so we can create numerical values for certain interactions um, and data points that will increase your score and indicate if you're a hot lead or your cold lead. Um, so things like downloading white papers, um, certain page visits, um, visiting a certain you know uh, link. Um, there's all sorts of different ways. You know, being in a certain industry, for example, could all be used to increase or decrease your points. And to give salespeople and marketers a better understanding numerically of where you stand in the overall funnel. Um, and lead scoring is a wonderful tool. And a lot of times what I often suggest to kind of get started with lead scoring and then to continue, op continue optimizing is, you know, have your sales guys and your marketing team, you know, whether it's your marketing managers or if you only have two guys, you know, have them get together and say, okay, as a marketer, I want, you know, oftentimes I want them to know this. Um, they need to know these five things by the time they reach sales. If they don't do that, I didn't do my job. So creating ways to know, okay, they downloaded this white paper so they know you know what our price is they you know watch this youtube video so we know that they know what our platform does or our services are you know those little questions that you would already want to have um, answered by the time they hit your salesperson is a great way to think okay good they've i've answered these questions so now they can be a sales handed off to sales and the sales guy would do the same thing okay by the time they've reached me or by the time we're getting deeper into the sales cycle I want them to know these 12 things or I want to know these 12 things about them. Um, and by having all of this data in one spot between sales and marketing, so going back to that concept we discussed earlier about having that unified um, place for both of us to log in at the end of the day, that's where lead scoring really comes in um, and allows it to really work for your business. So you know what you need them to know, you make sure you create ways to see if that works and quantify and qualify that. and Sometimes it may not work. Um, sometimes it may result in a, a lukewarm lead that should be a hot lead. Um, and because your salesperson or whoever, you know, gives them a phone and sees that, they should let us know. We should try and see, okay, this maybe this lead, although he was warm, but he may met a certain amount of qualifications. Let's, you know, change our scoring system and kind of add to that. Um, and that's going to, again, evolve over time. Um, you create new content. You create new things. Just adding things and making sure you're adjusting every time you're kind of creating those new items for um, download or whatever that might be, you know, making sure we evaluate and change that relationship. So that's been, you know, the hugest thing is, okay, let's start with what we already know and then evaluate and go forward. Yeah. And that, that should be the rhythm every marketeer <laughs> should yeah, be working yeah. with. So, yeah, so true. So true. Um, so to summarize it a bit here, uh, I think, uh, Sharpspring has a great platform to, start out working with your marketing automation and there's a lot of good thing for marketeers to improve and to test and to work in this area 
what would you as a closing uh, <clears throat> question here see as the one most important thing to think about as a digital marketeer for 2020 Ooh, that's a great question um you know i think our landscape as a digital marketer is is so um you know it changes every moment of every day um and i think a big thing to focus on is remembering you know marketing basics um, and kind of taking that back to your, your first marketing class or the first time you ever joined the marketing team or however you got into this field because a lot of us have never been in a marketer um, and kind of taking keeping some simple things in mind like we've kind of talked about today you know um, seeing what we're already doing trying to optimize it um, and build from there um, has been something that i have been preaching even for sharp springs own marketing if you will you know we're, we're always trying to remind ourselves you know keep it simple okay these are the things we're doing um, because there is so many different things you can do there's so many different uh, gosh I mean, you can go get a digital ad platform, you can um, get marketing automation, you can um, get you know, AI intelligence, do cross-platform tracking, and you can do all these different things. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're, the, you know, if you're just you know, a, a general marketer like, you know, uh, like our, myself, um, you know, maybe those bells and whistles aren't for you. Let's focus on what you can do and then expand to some of those markets because that is kind of, um, it's just always so changing and to keeping up with it is actually, is so difficult sometimes that reminding the basics and what our actual goals are is, is really what it comes down to. So picking the platform that you want to do those things on and, you know, just starting out and, you know, expanding upon those things is, is definitely one of my best tips for 2020 and, and, you know, how to kind of keep moving forward is remind yourself of what we've done in the past. Wow. That's so great answer. And, uh, a lot of insights and, uh, <laughs> value you provide there nick so uh nicholas if people want to check you out or check sharp spring out where should you send them where can we send yes. them yes yeah so um you can email me at uh nicholas n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s man dot or dot mangold m-a-n-g-o-l-d at sharp spring um you can find us on our website at sharpspring.com check us out on facebook um you know anywhere you like to consume your your content about businesses, you know, feel free to check us out on Google, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, I think a, a great thing to, to note here is if you really want to get to know us, um, please, you know, hop on, get a demo from our sales guys. Um, I promise um, that, you know, they, they might throw you some nice things. They may buy you some lunch or send you some cool stuff, um, you know, and so it might be worth it. Uh, hop on a demo of those guys and letting them kind of tell, talk you through. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, seeing the design of the platform is kind of one of the most major things. Does it look like it makes sense to you? All right, you know, and we can kind of go from there. So definitely check us out online. Um, shoot me an email if you have any questions and uh, uh, I'd be happy to, to bring you guys on or, or have anything that we need to do there. Great, thank you so much, Nicolas. And what's so good to have you on the podcast today and I hope to talk to you soon again. Thank you so yes. much. Great to be here, Jacob. Thank you so much for having me and uh, have a wonderful day for you and all your listeners. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.